When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Terrio Media. Don't wait for appreciation to buy real estate. Buy for cash flow and wait. In other words, hold that house. Your hosts, Matt Andrews and Matt Terrio. Yes. Hello. Flipping houses, it can make you rich. Holding them will make you wealthy. This is the Hold That House Show. I am Matt Terrio, and over there is Mr. Matt Andrews. Boom shakalaka. And before we begin, we've got a free gift for you, just for you. Go to holdthathouse.com and download the 4-Hour Work Month, The 10 Commandments to Managing Property Managers. It really is the, the key ingredient to financial independence through real estate that they're not telling you about. No one's telling you about this. No one is talking about this. No one will ever tell you about this because it lacks sizzle. It lacks sizzle. <laughs> and and the only people who can talk about it are the people who've been in the trenches exactly, doing it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we're few and far between. Right, right. Um, so it lacks sizzle on the surface, but it is the stake beneath the surface that's really going to uh, deliver you to financial freedom's front doorstep. It'll increase that cash flow, and that's got some sizzle. Yeah, that's shoot. That's what drives me every day. Big checks, I baby, big checks. Nothing like that automated income. And you can get that for free at holdthathouse.com. That's yours for free, holdthathouse.com. Cost us thousands and thousands, maybe tens of thousands of dollars. Well, hundreds of thousands now that I'm thinking about it with the particular commandment that's in there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a $100,000 lesson for sure. And uh, it's yours for free, holdthathouse.com. All righty. So today we are going to talk about something that, that really makes the cash flow come in. It's, uh, you know, it's probably second only to the, the property manager. And uh, that would be the tenant, finding the perfect tenant, the one that is going to pay you, pay you consistently, and, you know, bother you as little as possible. Exactly. Right? Never call you. Yep. That's the perfect tenant. So there are approaches to finding the perfect tenant. Sure. And, you know, I I know Matt has a list over there because he's done a lot of this stuff on the ground. He's been in the trenches and he's he's implemented all these practices. But there's one thing that... um, Kind of the essence of, of what you need to kind of keep your, uh, I guess, your focus on. And it, this this has to go with selling a property, too. The same principle works for finding the perfect tenant. And that is just think of yourself in an auction house. And they've got this famous painting up on the auction house. They're going to start the bidding at $1. And there are 10,000 people in the auction room, Right. So that bidding starts, it's $1 over here, $2 over here, $5, $10, $100, $1,000. We get up to $10,000, a million bucks, depending on who that painting, what that painting is. But Can you do like an auction thing? Like, I, I know. <laughs> that, that, well, that was, my, that was my attempt. So obviously it was, I was not successful <laughs> in that. <laughs> we got two, we got three. Have you been to a tax lien auction? I have. They yes. do that, just like they they're selling that. cows and pigs. I'm like, wow, look it's at like them store, go. It's like storage wars up in there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so... Keep, keep keep that that reference that if you want a deal, you want as few people in the auction house as possible, right? right. Um, but if you want to uh, sell something, you want as many people in the auction the house as game. possible. Yeah. So in in this scenario, that that painting 
is your house, right? That's your rental property. So you want as many people in the auction house as possible. And you do that through exposure because exposure drives value and value drives demand. And so what we're going to talk about today is maximizing the exposure of your rental property that with which that exposure is going to drive the value of your rental property. And the higher that value goes up, the more demand you'll have, the more people that will come to your auction house. Absolutely. You want to cast a wide net. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole thing in real estate. No matter what side of it you're on, if it's real estate investing, it's a numbers game, right? Right. You look at a lot of properties to find that one perfect property. You look at and you bring in a lot of perspective tenants to find that one good one that you want for your house, right? And then, you know, we're not going to talk about how you, uh, you know, qualify those tenants and how you screen those tenants. We've talked about that in past episodes. We'll talk about it again. But specifically, we're talking about how do you fill that net? How do you cast that wide net? And how do you market to bring in, um, you know, all kinds of eyeballs, you know, right. to, to your properties and, and how do you bring people into your tenant pipeline? So that's what we're going to talk about. And there's a lot of ways to do it in there. Sure. I sure. mean, there are so many different ways that you can market a property. So, you know, I kind of split this up into a couple different, you know, sections. The first thing I was thinking was, you know, kind of the old school methods mm-hmm. of getting a property tenant, right? So I want to talk about- Still work. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Old school works and it works, you know, for lead generation in a lot of different ways. So when I talk about old school, I'm talking about the stuff that has been working for a long time. So when I think old school marketing, mm-hmm. old school marketing for a rental, uh, the first thing I think about is bandit signs. Right. Right. I mean, you've used those in your business, I'm sure. I've used them a ton in mine. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people out there, that's probably the first stop when you want to attract tenants or maybe even when you're looking for distressed sellers, if you're doing that to acquire properties, bandit signs are that first stop. So we use those in a number of different ways. We talked in the Section 8 podcast about mm-hmm. how we strategically place those signs around the Section 8 office right. so that we get those calls. Um, and, you know, bandit signs are different everywhere. Maybe they could kind of be placed somewhere around big apartment buildings, That's something like that. pretty smart. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, especially at areas where someone's got to stop and look at it for a second. Mm-hmm. So you always want those busy intersections. And I'm not going to go into the theory of how you place bandit signs and where you do it. Every city, every state is different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of those kind of things where they call them bandit signs for a reason. They are in a legal gray area in most right. areas, right? Mm-hmm. But certain areas, tolerance and acceptance of that is different. You right. know, so there are certain cities, you know, in Central Florida that I could put them everywhere, mm-hmm. and there are certain cities where if I even put one out, I'm gonna they're gonna pull it up. I'm gonna get fined. Right. You know, so you have to kind of know what your area is and what's par for the course in your area. But there really, you know, is is no better low cost option uh, starting out than to put a good sign, you know, even even handwritten, mm-hmm. you know, in fact, some of the, sometimes those are even better, handwritten signs that say, you know, let's say you've got a three-bedroom house for rent, you know, three-bedroom home for rent, uh, br- you know, maybe something like brand new renovation, mm-hmm. and then your phone number. Mm-hmm. You know, I usually like to put something about what the house is on the very top line, three-bed, two-bath, one-car garage or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then that middle line, you know, I kind of look at every bandit sign, 18 by 24 is like three lines. So that's the top line. That second line, I want to put something there that separates it from others. Sure. You know, uh, so if we're running a special and we're not charging deposit, I'm going to put no deposit required. Mm-hmm. You know, or if I'm doing like a no background check thing, which I don't think we do that, but if that was like the sure. thing we were doing or if that was mm-hmm. the way to get the phone ringing, you put that in there and then you put your phone number 
at the bottom. And new appliances is a big, good one. New appliances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we one time we gave away a free TV right. when we were, you know, mm-hmm. renting an apartment or renting a bunch of apartments, you know, because we had these TVs that we could get for like 200 bucks. And that was right. that was great. So we said, you know, free TV upon signed lease or something like right. that, you know. So hot parts of the country or during the hot months, central AC is a big Central AC. You get much of the Midwest, much of the South, especially rental units still operate with wall units. Yep. So central AC is is a great attractor of tenants mm-hmm. and it's a great retention item as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, move in special. And mm-hmm. that can mean anything, right? Yeah. But I like to put that in there a lot of times, move in special. Um, I've even put we'll move you in. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've offered incentives for for qualified tenants to actually we get a rider truck mm-hmm. and you know we send a guy and we help them load up and we help them unload right. you know it's just something that gets them you know a little bit more uh, inclined to do business with you but bandit signs are a great way to right. do that so and one place you way can put a bandit sign that's totally legal is in front of the property that's right <laughs> that's about as old school as it gets that, <laughs> that is about, that's about, as, old about as basic and as old school as it gets exactly put, make sure you put one in the front yard of the property we'll be back with more right after this your portfolio has seen better days. But this too shall pass. And the best for you is yet to come. Together, we'll get you there faster. We're TurnkeyAllies.com. And we'd like to share some information with you that will show you how you can take control of your financial future and accelerate its arrival. Go to TurnkeyAllies.com. More building, less waiting. TurnkeyAllies.com. However, there is something to consider, and depending on your market, yeah, um, a lot of different markets, especially the higher cash flow markets, you might not want to put include the property address, true, just because it tells people that the property is vacant and you're open to nastiness. You're advertising. Come yeah. squat at my house. Come squat at my house. Come steal my copper. <laughs> come get my fixtures. Come vandalize. Come See, yes, yes exactly. exactly. And that's something we dealt with a lot, especially in Central Florida during the foreclosure crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think I bought a bank-owned home for two or three years that had a central AC still there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, were, they would rip them out. And a lot of times people would know that because of signs out there or a Craigslist ad with the address on it, that type of thing. Right. So right. you got to be careful about that kind of stuff. But, but signs are definitely a good old school way to generate leads. Um, another way, similarly old school, is flyers um, in the neighborhood or, mm-hmm. you know, flyers, you know, I've, I've had my property managers go to laundromats, go mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, community centers, um, you know, any, anywhere you could think of where people in that community would congregate and see, you know, a home for rent or a apartment for rent right. or whatever. Very so, much a guerrilla tactic would be apartment buildings as well. Putting people them on the apartment building. Having a, they live in an apartment, moving up to a house without any real extraordinary effort can yep. be very appealing to apartment Absolutely. dwellers, for sure. Absolutely. And we've also, and it's all about Just being, don't do it at my apartment buildings. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and what are the addresses of those? No, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so those are in Muskegee. We've even had property managers, because it's all about getting out of the box sometimes mm-hmm. to get people in, right? And mm-hmm. to get to get you know people looking at your house or apartment. So we've even had property managers go out in the neighborhood where the property is mm-hmm. and post flyers on the doors around other people's houses. What? Why would they want that? Right. Well, you give them an incentive to bring you a renter. Mm-hmm. So you say, hey, we pay referral fees. Bring us a renter for our house here, and we'll pay you fees. Right. That works like a charm, you know, in the right type of neighborhood. You know, if you're giving somebody a $200 cash on the barrel head for bringing you a good qualified renter, mm-hmm. they're going to talk to their friends about it. Right. You know, hey, we got a house... 
You know, they may not even tell their friends why they're doing it. Another but incentive. We got a great house here. You can rent. You right. Know, they make two hundred bucks. Right. Absolutely. Another incentive, though, that can be just as appealing as a referral fee is choose your neighbor. Here's right. your opportunity to choose your neighbor. Yeah, that's good. Yes. That's really good. I'm oh. going to use that one too. Well, there you go. You can yeah. have it. All right. Cool. I'm taking it. <laughs> we that use one. that one. And uh, we used to, I used to use that as a real estate agent all the time. Yeah. Like when a house would go up for sale, like here's your opportunity to choose your neighbor. And uh, <laughs> have you ever thought, there goes the neighborhood? Well, don't let that be your neighborhood. Right? Exactly. Here's the opportunity to choose your neighborhood. Show a picture of the guy you might move in if they don't choose a good yeah. one, you know, or something like that. You this know? is the guy I just pre-qualified for this property. Do you <laughs> exactly. really? You better find me a buyer quickly. That's pretty good. You know? Yeah. So flyers and just being mm-hmm. creative with that and where people will see it. That's another good way. And then, you know, and this kind of goes with that, with what we just talked about there, referrals. Mm-hmm. You know, just just letting people know uh, that there's a place for rent and that um, you'll give them some kind of referral fee for doing mm-hmm. it or telling your current tenants and letting them know all the time, hey, we give, you know, we will chop off $100 in your rent mm-hmm. if you refer someone to us that ends up moving into one of our properties. Right. That's a great way to get tenants, right. you know? So as you're moving somebody in and they're happy and everything and they're moved in and they're they're ready to go, you, you let them know, hey, we also you know, have this program where you can, you know, get some money off your rent. For sure. So, hey, bring me 10 qualified people, $100 a pop, you won't pay rent for a month or two, you know, or whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. um, that can really incentivize people. And those are good, warm leads, you know. Mm -hmm. You still have to qualify them. You still have to screen them. You still do all the things that you do or that your property manager does. But we want to get, we want to cast that net. We want to get people in that door, right? Mm -hmm. So those are kind of the main old school methods, you know, that I've Churches are another good place to make sure your message is out. Churches, yeah. Yeah, they do a lot for helping people get settled. Absolutely. uh, Getting relocated, getting resituated. A lot of rehabilitation, Mm -hmm. a lot of... uh, Stuff like that to where they're just giving someone a helping hand. And a lot of times the churches pick up those move-in fees and they pick up the... They do. Pick up, uh, supplement their, their rent and everything sure. like that for you sure. You know, Catholic Charities is one that we have uh, have referred a lot of properties to us in Florida and in Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a, that's a big charity that, you know, helps people relocate. Right. And a lot of times they pay those... Uh, those deposits and those move-in fees and, mm-hmm. and that type of thing. So, yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. So, really, I mean, there's no bad place to get a tenant referral. Right. There are bad tenants, <laughs> right. you know, and you screen and make sure you get those out. But there's, you know, there's no bad referral. Mm-hmm. The worst that can happen is you don't rent the place to them because they're not qualified. Right. You know, so that's the worst that can happen. So, take those referrals and incentivize people to bring them to you. Now, another way that uh, you can market your property for rent, and uh, there's a a plethora of ways. You like that word? I like it. Plethora. There's yeah. a plethora of ways you can advertise and market your property on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. And so you and I, Matt, use a lot of these. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many different ones. So we'll just, you know, we'll just run down a couple of them real quick. Craigslist. Right. Okay. Fantastic. I mean, it's it's the bulletin board of the internet, yeah. basically, it, It's right? amazing how effective that still is. It it's really just, is. It's such like, tell me something I don't know. No, no, yeah. no Craigslist, that's enough. A lot yeah. of times, that, you don't need to know anymore. That, Many times A lot of times, is. that's enough. Sure. And I buy properties from, you know, <laughs> sellers on Craigslist, and I'll sell properties on Craigslist, too, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, really good place for uh, for attracting tenants, you for know. Sure. And you don't need to put up the property address necessarily, but you can put up great pictures Right. of that property and one of the uh, one of the tools we got we told you about in one of the previous episodes was vFlyer and Postlets that can import right into Craigslist so mm-hmm. if you put all your information into Craigslist or into vFlyer you can import it right in there it looks beautiful mm-hmm. great pictures mm-hmm. 
And pictures are what's <clears throat> going to sell the rental, right? So sure. you want a good picture of the outside. You want a good picture of that kitchen, you know. And mm-hmm. and I like Craigslist because unlike signs or some of these other methods, people can really take a look at the house. Right. You know, I think that's really, really strong. So Craigslist back page is, is kind of the Craigslist of certain areas. You know, I know some are, you know, Craigslist is bigger in certain areas and back page is bigger in certain areas. Um, So, you know, you can use either one of those. Um, And then there are some of these real estate sites like Zillow and Trulia and I think even Active Rain. You can do some rental advertising there. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not as effective as, you know, some other paid means of advertising, obviously. Mm -hmm. But for free, that can give you some great exposure. And Mm -hmm. I've certainly rented and my property managers have rented properties um, that they've created a V flyer or a postlet on. And then they've, you know, what they call syndicated it by pressing a button on V flyer to uh, Zillow mm-hmm. and to Trulia. And if somebody's looking for rentals and they type in what their amount is they're looking for and what the area is, then you're going to be one of those yep. rentals that show up, right? Yep. And then you can pay for additional placement. You can pay for additional views, but you'll get a lot of views just posting it mm-hmm. uh, like a bulletin board right. on those sites. And, and Z- Zillow has an actual app, Zillow Rents where all the rentals go. And I'm on there all the time because I'm always looking for that perfect beachfront property that I can steal and <laughs> nice. rent a nice rental price. Nice. So I'm always on there. And I awesome. know I'm not the only person on there. So sure, it's absolutely. a great service. Yeah, people, and that's, you know, Zillow is starting to be kind of the first stop for a mm-hmm. lot of people uh, for a lot of real estate needs. Just to do a quick check there before they move on to something else, right. just to see if they can find what they want there. So renters are definitely checking that out. Um, and then another place is, you know, um, uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. Now, I'm not going to go into all the different ways you could market there, but you know, if you are in a certain area where you are, you know, you're in a target market and you're renting properties there on a regular basis, it's not a bad idea to create a Facebook page for your rental efforts there, right? For sure. And you can always post, you know, pictures there. Um, you can then use that, you know, in emails you send out mm-hmm. and, and uh, direct people back to Facebook pages, um, and then LinkedIn. Uh, man, there's probably a hundred ways you could use LinkedIn. But I would, you know, join groups of, you know, uh, property managers in the area that you're at. So find property managers or find real estate investing groups in your local market. Mm -hmm. And then you could actually send them the information on your rentals that you have because they might have referrals for you. You know, so, again, that's just high level Internet networking. You know, and those are all everything I just mentioned there. Um, you can choose some options that are paid, but every one of those options are free. Right. You know, so Craigslist, Backpage, Zillow, Trulia, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, you can get a lot of attention to a rental property for zero budget. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's really good. So why wouldn't you do all those? You know, just like Bandit No, you want to leave no stone unturned when Absolutely. you're looking for the perfect tenant. And so you want to attract as many as possible so you have your, your choice. Exactly. Exactly. We want the masses in, and then we want to choose the the top percentage of those those people that Absolutely. come in. It's a numbers game. Uh, so another way would be realtors. Obviously, you mm-hmm. could always you know hire a realtor to list your property on the MLS. You know, and, and either uh, maybe it's your manager that has the ability to list on the MLS, or maybe it's just uh, a realtor that you can. Uh, pay and give them a commission once they rent it and then you manage it or whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. um, people are definitely checking on MLS listings to see and that shows up on Zillow and some other places too. So that's obviously a way to do it. That's not a free way, but that's a good way to get more exposure. Uh, And then of course, property managers, you know, so a good property manager, if they're working for you and they're managing your property on an ongoing basis, they should be doing all this stuff, you know, and probably more. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of ways they can market uh, their properties. And a good property manager has a process for this, right? Right. And when you ask a property manager, okay, so tell me the 
you know, the best sources of tenants mm-hmm. for you? What's the best source of tenant leads for you? If that property manager can't immediately come to you and say, probably this one, this one, and this one, mm-hmm. you know, and, and list two or three because they know where those leads are coming from, if they can't tell you that, you better think about that property manager. Absolutely. If they don't Absolutely. know where their leads are coming from and they don't know what their primary lead sources are, mm-hmm. um, they may not have the system that they need to really adequately manage that property for you. We have uh, Rochelle that works here at, at Cashflow Savvy. She's um, she manages the property managers, mm-hmm. and so she's she's making sure that they, they complete the the rehabs on time. She's a manager, she, manager. Yes, <laughs> and she's uh, she make she always. Um, runs her checks and balances through the rent rolls that we receive every month. And another one of her things is she augments their promotional efforts to find tenants. And so th- that's so important that, so that important. Uh, you know, we actually help our property managers find tenants because we want them to have the, the selection. And, and they great. appreciate it so much because that we will typically get the best tenant because there's five other people that did not get the property that they have other properties for that they're, re- they're managing for other people. And uh, it's just a way of, you know, we scratch their back, they scratch ours. That's great. And yep. the more people you have working on a project like that, I mean, the better tenant you're going to have. The wider the net. The right? wider the net, the, bigger the more the auction people house. In, yeah. the more people you have to choose from. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, you want that tenant pool to be big, mm-hmm. you know, so you can choose the best possible ones out of it. So that's great. You know, not just your property manager, but perhaps the manager of your property manager, right? Mm-hmm. Which in many cases, like for me, that's me. You know, I'm the manager of the property managers for, for my company. So, you know, I could definitely give them additional help, not step on their toes, not try to do their job, but do things like Rochelle does for mm-hmm. you that really, you know, help them with their job and just beef up the efforts really. You so, know, which is I great. mean, again, I mean, we've been talking about this over and over again. This is your investment, it's it's up to to you to manage that investment. Right. You know, you, you can be uh, uninvolved on a daily basis, but it still requires your attention. It's yours. Why shouldn't it? Right. <laughs> you know, you don't want to relinquish everything to somebody else and put your entire future into somebody else's hands. You know, and, and if you if it's going to help you find a better tenant, a longer term tenant, a better paying tenant to go ahead and help your property manager market for tenants. Why wouldn't you? Absolutely. You know, you can sit there and you can be, well, why should I have to? It's his job. This is true. But you can be right about it or you can find a better tenant. Right. You know what I mean? And I just, that that mentality of, you know, well, that's what they do or why should I have to do it? And and maybe they shouldn't. Yeah. Technically, you might be right. Yeah, exactly. And that will make you zero dollars. But but if you have have the ability or or the resources or maybe a few, a little extra time to help, this is your investment. And, you know, that investment is going to pay you. And that should be very important to you. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And then the only other thing that I had that I wanted to mention was, you know, um, if you don't have a property manager who's giving you ongoing service, if you are uh, a landlord and you're managing the properties yourself, um, you can at least outsource the tenant acquisition piece of that if you want to, because many property managers, I'm sure not everyone, but many property managers will offer a one-time placement kind of option. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe, you know, if you used them for ongoing service, they charge you 10% and then, you know, what's, what's pretty typical half of one month's rent. Mm -hmm. Is that pretty typical now? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, that's what we pay most of our property managers. They get half of one month's rent when they rent that apartment and then they get 10% after that, right? Right. Or rent that house 10% after standard. Standard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, some property managers will do a one-time placement fee. Um, and, and what I've seen as standard for that from, from the markets I'm in is they usually charge a full month's rent. Mm-hmm. Is that pretty typical of what you're seeing in your markets or mm-hmm. different? Or? I, I see a balance between it's half months or first months 
rent and then between eight to 12 percent mm-hmm. and those things kind of move up and down in correlation right. i guess they're, they're closely correlated okay so it's a, it just depends somewhere in that neighborhood yeah yeah so i mean i gladly would pay if i was managing the properties myself and when i did mm-hmm. sometimes i would have you know too many vacant units at once when i was managing a ton of properties you know my own and other people's and i would just you know I quite frankly needed some help. I needed to outsource right. some of that, you know, tenant placement, you know. So I would gladly pay one month's rent to have them find the tenant, spend the money or the or the time for marketing, qualify that tenant, bring them to me, move them in, get the lease signed, mm-hmm. and then hand it over to me. Right. You know, that's that's a no brainer for me. So for those of you who are, you know, the do it yourself landlords who are the ones doing your own maintenance and, you know, investing in your backyard and, you know, driving by those properties and everything, just realize you can outsource, even though you're handling that, even though you're your own property manager, you can outsource pieces of that. And that's really, really uh, good to do sometimes because mm-hmm. if your goal, like we keep talking about, is to acquire more properties and you know, find good distressed properties and fix them up and rent them for profit, and you're trying to build your long-term buy-and-hold portfolio, then anything that you're doing that takes you away from that is slowing down your progress there. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. outsource it. You know, Outsource that to a good property manager that'll just take that you know, and, and, and handle that for you. Um, why wouldn't you outsource that headache if it's something that you're not good at or something that's just taking too much time? Right. It's a really good thing. Right. And let's see, there's, there's two things I want to really drive home here before we end this episode. First is, and we kind of skipped over this, was make sure the property is something that people want to move into. Right. <laughs> so if you go back two episodes, back to uh, episode 11, I think it was, when we talked about best rehab practices to maximize your, your rental income, go listen to that. Um, what was it? No, it was episode 10, I believe. Uh, go back and uh, check that out to make sure that your property first is something somebody wants to move into. And second, cast as wide a net as possible. Create the biggest auction house you can and attract as many people in that auction house as you can. And that's how you find the perfect tenant is you have choices, you have options. That's where the perfect tenant comes from. If you got one person in your auction house, statistically, that's probably not going to be the best person for for your property. And you're just gonna take what you can get and you're not gonna like it most of the time. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Very true. Alrighty, so that's it for today. Flipping houses can make you rich, holding them will make you wealthy. We'll be back next week again, we'll be here. Until then, remember, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. Contrary to popular belief, a lack of funding is not the biggest barrier to starting a business. It's excuses. But don't let a lack of funding be your excuse. We are Epic Fast Funding, and we'd like to fund your business with up to $150,000 in revolving credit lines. If you've got 60 seconds and a solid credit score, you could have access to your funds in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com to fill out our 60-second application. It's fast. It's simple. Up to $150,000 in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.